This is Pastor Chadwick King. I hope you enjoy the ministry of God's Holy Word today provided by the Promise Center Media Ministry. Please share this lesson or sermon with your friends and family. And may the Lord bless you. Awesome and mighty God. And man, he has, he has been so good to us in this church. And, uh, um, you know, there, there are some years where you're like, man, I cannot wait for this year to be over. And this is one of those years where I'm like, man, this year has been amazing. I'm, I'm really excited about the next one, but I'm okay in this one, right? And, uh, and uh, just, just God has blessed us. We're, we're working on the new building, amen. And uh, it's, just, it's just so exciting, everything that's happening. We're going to start what's called Growth Track in, in a couple of weeks. And um, I just know God's going to continue to do amazing, amazing things. So I want to I want to talk tonight before we sit down I want to read the word but I just I want to talk on this on this topic just stick with it and I kind of want to look ahead if you will into um, the next year and uh, if you will go with me real quick to John chapter fifteen and verse five and I'm going to read this and I just you know we're getting into a new year and we do this whole resolution thing right and, and how we're going to do better in some area of our lives we're going to be more healthy or we're going to be better off financially or whatever resolution we have and and you know it's it's easy to be motivated about these things in the beginning of the year right the first one two maybe three months of the year you're super excited but but maybe halfway through the year those resolutions are already forgotten right we're, we're like i don't even remember what i had resolved to do i i think it was to be more healthy but i'm i just can't stay away from the burgers right so you know, it, it come come July, it's it's they're already gone. Come November, they're a thing of, of of our imagination. We can't even imagine what it was that we resolved to do. And again, we we come and we say, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do this, and all those things are great to be healthier and all that. We ought to do those things. But tonight I really want to focus on the spiritual aspect. The things we say, God, I wanna do this for you. God, I wanna be better for you in this area of my life or whatever it is, and how we can actually fulfill those things, how we can actually stick with what we said we're going to do. Is that okay? So John chapter 15 and verse 5, it says this. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Would you pray with me tonight? Father, we love you and we thank you, God. We know that you are in this place. We feel your presence, Lord. I'm just inviting you to continue to take control of this service, God. And every word that comes out of my mouth, let it be for your glory, Lord. Uh, let it uplift and, and inspire, God, and let it challenge tonight. Um, but we just, we just want to give it all to you tonight, Father. We want to thank you for another year that has come and gone, Lord. And we, we want to thank you for a year that is not here yet, Father. And, and we're, just, we're, 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 we're praising you tonight, God, because you are so good to us. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Just stick with it. So again, we make all these resolutions so easy to, uh, you know, really want to do it in the first year. And then you see, you know, again, the gyms, the gyms are full the first couple months of every year. And then they slowly kind of trickle out. And then there's only a few people left. And, and we say all these things that we want to do. But, but for God, we come and we say, you know, I want to pray more. Or, or I want to I serve you this year. And we get all hyped up and we get all emotional. But what about when the emotion has passed? What about when the inspiration is gone? And then we're saying things like, why is this so hard? Or what was I thinking when I said I would do this? 
We, we find ourselves down the road and, and somehow that thing that we wanted to do just didn't work out the way we thought it should work out, right? It's July, it's August, it's November, it's December, whatever it is. And, and then we're back in that same funk that we usually find ourselves in. Where we start off strong and then we end poorly. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Right? Where, again, we're like, man, I cannot wait for this year to be over. I cannot wait for the new year because it's a clean slate and this and that and all that. But what if, what if we ended as strongly as we began? What if we stuck with the promises? What if we stuck with the word and actually finished this year strong? So I was reading this John 15, 5, and he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can, you can do nothing. And I like that word remain, or, or in, the, in, the, in the King James, the old version, he says abide. If you remain, if you'll just stick with it, you will bear fruit. So there's two things that I want to pull from here, two, um, two very important lessons that we can pull from this one scripture that will help us out. Number one is this. He is the vine and we are the branches. In other words, we must always, always, always remain connected to the vine. If we ever want to flourish and if we ever want to make it and if we ever want to bear fruit and if we ever want to be blessed, then the only way to do that is to be connected to the source. Right? Because the true blessing is not what is the byproduct. The true blessing is the source and where it comes from. The issue is that once we're blessed, once a door is open, once something happens in our lives, we get a, a new job or, or we, we get into a new relationship and, and, and we think this is such a blessing and, and God's opened a door. And many times God has opened a door and we, can, we, we start to think that we can begin to do it on our own. And then we start working more hours that affects our relationship with Christ. Or we start putting more energy into that relationship with that person instead of the relationship with Christ. And then we see that the leaves begin to just wither a little bit. And then we find ourselves emotionally, mentally, and spiritually in a place that we do not want to be. We're frustrated. And what was once a blessing has now become a burden. Right? Because we, we, we don't realize that the, the blessing itself comes from staying connected to the source. That without the source, we cannot make it. That if we're not connected to the vine, the branch will wither and it will die. That we must always, always, always remain connected to the vine at all times. That that moment you separate yourself, you're in trouble. And then number two is, apart from him, we can do nothing. Apart from him, we can do nothing. You know, I, I, I was kind of finishing preparing this message last night. I was here at the church, and it's kind of late, and I was just thinking over the last 15 years that I've been serving God. I was, I was 14 when, when the Lord found me and saved me, and I, I, don't, I don't have one of those crazy testimonies where I was on the streets and I was doing all this stuff. I've never tried drugs or even had alcohol in my life, and I thank God for that. I just don't have one of those crazy testimonies where I went through all this stuff and I did all this and all that. I just, I don't have one of those. And, and I'm actually kind of grateful that I don't. But I was thinking about all the times that I told God that I would do something for him and I didn't come through with it. I was thinking about all the times that 
I made resolutions and promises to God, and, and I don't even remember what they were anymore. I was thinking, man, 15 years, really, I am only here by the grace of God. I am only standing here tonight, not because I am smarter or better or more special or more loved than you are. It's just simply because of the grace of God. That apart from him, I can do absolutely nothing. Nothing. I was, I was driving down the street uh, a few years back here on Sebastopol Road. And, and uh, you know, God speaks to all of us in different ways and and uh, I don't say this to boast in any way, but I, was, I remember I was driving and, and I was just kind of praying and talking to God, just having this conversation with him. And, and, I, and I heard him say in my spirit, I heard him say, he said, David, do you, know, do you know why I use you? And I thought to myself, God, I really don't. Honestly, I need you to tell me because I have no idea. I know how broken and messed up I am. Why do you use me? And he said, it's because you understand that you are weak and I am strong. It's because you understand that you are small and I am great. It's an understanding that apart from God, we can do nothing. That I am nothing without him. That I cannot survive without him. That I will wither and die if at any point I separate myself from the vine. And there's a guy in the New Testament, and uh, I love to talk about him. His name is Paul. And he does have one of those crazy testimonies. He was a Jew. He, uh, he hated Jesus. He hated the church. He was killing Christians, imprisoning them, all this crazy stuff. He goes on to have this experience with the risen, resurrected Jesus, has a conversion, becomes a Christian himself, and wrote one-third of the New Testament and planted most of the New Testament church. And at the end of his life, he's sitting in a jail cell in Rome awaiting to be executed by the emperor Nero. And he's writing his final letter to his protege, Timothy. And he writes this in, in 2 Timothy 4.7. This is what he says. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. This is after years and years of serving God. This is after all the things he went through. And, and in, 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 uh, in Romans 8, he, he, he kind of lists all the stuff. I've been naked. I've been beaten. I've been hungry. I've been all this stuff. And at the end of his life, he's now awaiting execution because he's a Christian, because he now believes and is a follower of Jesus Christ. He is going to be killed. And these are the last words that he is writing to his, to his student, to his disciple. I have fought the good fights. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Talk about sticking with it. A lot of us, the moment one little thing comes our way, we're like, oh, I don't want to go to church anymore. Like, oh, I'm too tired. I think I'm just going to stay home and watch Netflix and I'll be okay. But what if we actually stuck with it? What if we lived our lives like we did when all the emotion was still there? What if we had as much passion in December as we did in January? What if we had as much passion in the summer months as we did when, when, we, when we started out the year and we were super excited about doing great things for God? Because so many of us are like, okay, I'm going to do this this time, God. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to work for you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to stop doing this. And it's really just a bunch of empty promises. But there's a passion there to want to be better. What if we can live? What if at the end of our lives, what if just at the end of the year, 
we can say, I have fought the good fight. I have run the race. I have kept the faith. Not everything went well in my life. Maybe that relationship just didn't turn out the way, or, or maybe my finances aren't exactly where they're at, or maybe I don't have that house, or whatever it is. But I can say, you know what? I kept the faith. I kept serving God. Even if I had to drag myself into church, even if I had to limp my way there, even if I had to crawl my way there, but I made my way to the house of God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to go short tonight because I, I want us to end this year at this altar in the presence of God. I think if there's any place we should end the year, it should be in the presence of God. And then a place we should begin the year is in the presence of God. So make your way here on Sunday. Pastor's going to be here and it's going to be amazing. But I, I, I love in, in Hebrews, the author of Hebrews chapter 11, he, he, he writes about all, it's, it's the, the chapter of faith. He writes about the heroes of faith and he talks about Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all these great people who did amazing things for God. And it's kind of kind of makes you feel dwarfed in a way by just the, the great things they did. And you're like, wow, they did all this stuff. But you got to understand, too, that they were as imperfect as we are. That they messed up just as much as we do. And I love the following chapter, immediately following the chapter of faith, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. He says this. He says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge or great cloud of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Let's strip off every weight that slows us down. Sometimes in your relationship with God, you find that things that you are carrying and things that you want to do are actually not good for you. And you've got to learn to strip those things off. Sometimes they're relationships. Sometimes they're jobs. Sometimes they're different things. I don't know, whatever it is in your life. But there are certain things that if we are going to complete the race, you've got to let go of. And many times, God will be pulling us this way and we'll be pulling this way. And we have to understand that if God is pulling me this way and, and my dreams and my goals are pulling me the other way, that what I think is actually good for me is not. And if your dreams and your goals disconnect you from the vine, ultimately they will destroy you. They are not the will of God and they are not in your best interest. Sometimes that's difficult to hear. It's like, man, I really want to be successful in this, and I really want to be. But, but what you don't understand is the, the, the road that God is taking you will give you life and life in abundance. And so he says we have to strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And I was thinking about this as I was reading it. Because we all have that one thing that trips us up. We all have that one itch, that one sin, maybe there's more than one, but that one thing that is like our default, that's triggered by emotional outbursts. When something goes wrong in your life, you're like, oh, you know what, forget it, I'm just going to go do that again. We all have that one default that's triggered when we're angry or we're sad or something happens in our life. It's that thing that trips us up, that one thing that we constantly find ourselves running back to. 
And what you have to understand is many times we begin running back to it, and that's the immediate sign that we are no longer connected to the vine the way that we should be. I'm going back to it because now my source, I'm not receiving from my source what I should be receiving. And it's a sign that there's a disconnect somewhere in my life. There's a disconnect somewhere. Maybe, it's, maybe I'm not praying like I used to. Maybe I'm not giving things to God like I used to. Maybe I'm not surrendering like I'm used to. Whatever that may be, whatever that might look like for you, that trigger should immediately show you that there is a disconnect with the vine. And if there is a disconnect with the vine, the leaves will begin to wither. And we will pull the other way. Not understanding that what we are connected to is actually keeping us flourishing. And so, going back to John chapter 15. He says in verse 7. He says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish. And it will be done for you. So here's the thing. Here's the three things that we need to do. And I'm, I'm really closing with this. First of all, it's that we always need to stay connected to the vine. We are just a branch. We are not the source. You are not the source of your success and you are not the source of your happiness. Only God can fill that place. You must always, always stay connected to the vine. Number two. You must understand always that apart from him, you can do nothing. That apart from him, and, and this may sound a little harsh, but apart from him, you are nothing. I am nothing without him. I can't even move without him. And then number three, he says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Number three is we need to hold on to the promise. Not the promise that you made for him. Not that thing that you said you would do better because we fail. God knows we're going to fail. But the promise that he has given you. The promise of what he has already done for you. And what he's going to do through you. See, we, we can't hold on to our words because our words bear no weight. We might talk the talk for a second. We might even walk the walk for a season. But there comes a time when the emotion's not there anymore. There comes a time when that passion just isn't as strong as it was at the beginning. And then we find ourselves in this, in this vicious cycle of, God, let this year just go by so I can start a new year. Let me just have another clean slate. Let me just have another do-over. And what you don't realize is that the things that you have been going through in your life are there not to kill you, not to embarrass you, not to bring you down. But the situations that you have found yourself in are so that God can build you and make you better, not escaping those things, but in the midst of those things. If you find that you are running from every situation, it's because there's a disconnect somewhere there. It's about sticking with it and saying, you know what, God? 
even if it's tough, even if it doesn't look the way I want it to look, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to hold true to the promise that you gave me. Not because of anything that I do, not because of anything that I said, not because I'm good or, or any of that, but it's what's been done for you. Because we just celebrated Christmas, right? The birth of Christ, and, and we talk about the birth, but we also talk about the, the death, the burial, the resurrection. It's the promise of what's been done for you. That you are already forgiven. That you have been washed clean. That all you have to do is turn to Christ. And he's here to give you life. You don't have to wait for a new year. Every day is a new day. And every day his grace is sufficient for you. So let's not find ourselves again in this vicious cycle of starting off strong and ending terribly. Why don't we end this year better than we've ever started before? Why don't we end this year in the presence of God? Say, you know what, God? Maybe I did say something at the beginning of 2016. Maybe I said I was going to do something and I didn't complete it. Well, it's gone. Let me hold on to your promise that you still love me, that I am forgiven, that I am a new creation in Christ, that the same grace that found me is the same grace that keeps me every day. I don't need a new year to have a clean slate. I'm going to do this tonight. I'm going to stick with this. And when times are tough, man, however I have to do it, but I'm going to get myself to the presence of God and to the house of God. Even if I have to have somebody carry me here, but I'm going to find a way to get here. Let's stand. So 2016 is coming to a close. For some, that's a relief. For some, it's just a new challenge. But for all of us, it's a blessing. Because what God did in 2016 is just the tip of the iceberg of what he's going to do this following year. Now, whatever situation you find yourself, whatever state you find yourself in tonight, just know that his grace is sufficient for you. That you don't have to end this year terribly. That you could end it tonight, and I know there's still a few days to go, but you could end it tonight because this is the last service of 2016. You could end it strong in the presence of God. You could end it knowing that you're forgiven. You can end it knowing that you're going into a new year strong. You're not ending a bad thing and going to a better thing. You're going to end well. <laughs> you're going to end in the presence of God, and you're going to begin in the presence of God. And come the end of 2017, remember this message. Just stick with it. Come the summer slump, just stick with it. Come next fall, come next winter when you're tired and, 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 and things are tough, just stick with it. Stay connected to the vine. Because apart from him, you can do nothing. So tonight, I want to I wanna end this service this year at the Promise Center. All together. If you will grab someone and come to this altar, I want us to pray together. I just want to pray over you, and I want us to just let God baptize us with his presence tonight.